Man City lose here whilst they're not competing. Did get yellow carded very early on in the match for being a bit too eager coming out of her goal and taking out, I think it was Leah Carlton. But, uh... <laughs> Subscribe to the OTV Koyig pod on the OTV Sports app now. Welcome along to Wednesday night's football show. Plenty of Champions League action ongoing. Richie McCormick here with you, joined in studio by former Republic of Ireland captain Kenny Cunningham. Mother of God, where do we even start with this game in <laughs> Naples? It is Napoli 4, Liverpool 1. Liverpool having a dire night so far. It all began in the fifth minute when they conceded a penalty through a James Milner handball. That penalty converted by Piotr Zielinski. They had a second penalty awarded just 13 minutes later. So on 18 minutes, uh, Victor Osimhen. Uh, was deemed to have been fouled by Virgil van Dijk in the Liverpool penalty area. Instead of Zielinski, it was Ossiman who took the penalty. This time around, he saw it saved by Alisson, so it remained 1-0, but only for another 13 minutes because Andre Zambo Anguisa put Napoli 3-0 ahead, or 2-0 ahead, pardon me, on 31 minutes, and they then made it 3 just before half-time. Giovanni Simeone with the third goal for them. Liverpool making that change at half-time as well. Joel Matip coming on for Joe Gomez and Matip did have the first opportunity on goal for Liverpool in the second half and indeed of the second half full stop but Zelensky doubled Napoli's uh, doubled his own uh, tally for the night and put Napoli 4-0 up on the night uh, with a shot that was initially saved by Alisson and then he tucked away at the second opportunity uh, but Liverpool have just gotten to go back through Luis Diaz but all round Kenny this has been a pretty dire night for Liverpool so far It has yeah Richmond absolutely blitzed uh, first half from Napoli in every respect really Um just kind of energy levels, intensity. You know, traditionally we talk about that Liverpool, that kind of press out possession, probably as good as there's uh, as as any team for the last kind of six years. But not tonight. Uh, Napoli's going to run all over them. They've hunted them all over the pitch, forced mistakes, taking the ball off them, and carried the real threat in possession as well. Got some really good technical players, Rich. You know, particularly in kind of midfield. Zielinski's a lovely footballer. Um, Politano off the right the new uh, superstar off the left are we, are we going to have an attempt to pronounce his name we're going to have an attempt to, to Kavara, 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 Kavara Shkelia Kavara Shkelia yeah from Georgia the young 21 uh, year old who has been mightily impressive Brian Carano on Virgin Media before the game highlighted him as a potential favourite I think Rafa Benitez who's obviously a former head coach of both of these teams uh, highlighted him as one of the best players if not the best player currently right now in Serie A so you know they certainly have yeah. talent in their side now you're right they got some serious talent but doesn't excuse some of the some of the individual performance from Liverpool first half I mean defensively he's really all over the place got pulled apart um, Klopp had a decision to make at half time bringing Matt Tip on who comes off you know must have been a toss up between Joe Gomez and and Trent Alexander-Arnold I think the fact that 3-0 down you know any chance maybe a getting themselves back into this game he probably had to keep his full back on the pitch but he could have been I mean he's had some poor displays defensively Alexander Aaron we know that it's not the strongest part of his game he makes mistakes he doesn't take as much pride in his defending as he does in his his attacking but tonight was almost a bit of an all-time low for him because really his attitude was awful Rich when when he gave the ball away just you know his reaction to get his head down and run back you know, into his defensive position, just the basic things, you know, just show a bit of attitude, a bit of desire, even if you make a mistake, try and rectify it, was pretty abysmal first half, and that's where, as they always are, Liverpool, Rich, you know, down there, right-hand side, that, that uh, corridor between right-sided uh, centre-half and full-back is always a way in for the opposition, and Napoli have exploited that again. Well, it needs addressing now at this stage, it's not something that they can just say, oh, well, this game was a one-off, or that game was a one-off, and, you know, by and large, eight games out of ten, things are going to be all right as far as Trent Alexander-Arnold goes. It's clearly an issue. 
Yeah, well, the, the easiest way to resolve it is for Trent Alexander-Arnold, for me, to make a conscious decision. I'm going to prove the quality of my defending. Now, he can do that. He's not 34 years of age, battle hard, and he's never going to change. Although he's got a huge amount of games uh, under his belt. You know, for me, he's still capable. If he really wants to, to kind of knuckle down and put in the kind of hard yards in terms of understanding what he needs uh, to do in terms of improving the quality of his defending because it's costing his team it cost him first game of the season I remember that full of that cross to the back post defending his back post Mitrovic just leans into him soft defending powers the header into the back of the net and we know cons- not consistently I wouldn't say but too often he's just found wanting when he's asked to defend in that area of the pitch so for me it's got to come from the player himself he's not going to be replaced Rich is he he's not heading out the door at Anfield is he no. Trent Alexander Arnold for, and for I can understand that for obvious reasons he's a god up there and the qualities which he has probably the best attacking fullback in world football and you're not going to get rid of him so for me it's got to come from the player I'll be very interested what information he's getting from Klopp and the support staff there as coaches in terms of you know debrief after every game are they sitting down with him video analysis Roy Trent this was fantastic what a goal that was you scored what a brilliant cross for you know for me and whoever it was but what about this what about these three examples that you're defending the last or during the game which could have cost us mm. you know do you see the problem here you know are we going to improve do you want to improve do you recognise it I'm sure he must recognise I'm sure the coaches do you know it's got some good coaches there but we haven't seen that improvement kind of year on year you would think is that gradual improvement coming a recognition that I need to do more here or I need to better myself I'd actually argue it's going the opposite way in terms of what we've seen tonight a real kind of when the ball goes beyond them you know what I mean Rich you can say oh do I really have to it really is that message he's it's given very, off isn't it it's very strange to see because like I grew up in an era whereby say what you might call now a number 10 would be regarded as a luxury player yeah. and somebody who would be on occasions where you have to track back or you have to defend he would be a passenger and you just kind of wouldn't expect that of him like you can't have a, a, a luxury player playing right back and that's essentially what Liverpool have in their hands right now now of course the game's changed I, I understand that and you know a lot of forward thinking players now have been integrated into those full back positions so a lot of full backs now haven't got that schooling in terms of you know in terms of their defending you know, haven't been brought up as defenders kind of stroke full backs they've been kind of integrated into those positions because they might so they might not have those natural kind of defensive uh, instincts uh, I understand that but there's certain elements surely that you can improve in terms of your basic your basic defending and I'm just really surprised the penny hasn't dropped and he hasn't kind of knuckled down and done that because it's going to be important for Liverpool uh, this season. It's going to be a tough slog for Liverpool this season for a load of different uh, reasons. And that's not just off the back of their first few uh, performances this season. I think that was that was kind of not obvious, but um, I think there was concern start of the season in terms of they might have a, a few problems this season. You know, deterioration in terms of Jordan Henderson, his, his, the amount he can impact the game. They can't do it, Rich. Yeah. Now, his con- physical condition isn't at a level now where he can go and boss games as he did uh, previously you know Liverpool are looking to introduce more like technically minded players into that central midfield area so that Liverpool kind of engine room you know those that kind of that trio Fabinho Henderson and initially it was kind of uh, Wijnaldum they could absolutely outpower any team you know physically you know energy levels press suffocated teams you just couldn't get through them you couldn't get at that Liverpool back four as good as Van Dijk is you couldn't get at them and what you're actually seeing now and what you'll see more of we've seen it tonight because opposition teams are getting more space now in those central midfield areas because that press isn't as intense in those areas opposition players are getting more time on the ball to get their heads up and pick out those little passes now in behind the Liverpool defence like we've, we've seen, seen that tonight. a lot tonight a seen lot, that yeah. 
yeah. that, that high line that consistent high, lo- high line is going to get exposed more now for me going forward because teams now have more time to uh, pick their passes and forwards have more time now to time their runs in behind and if Liverpool persist with that high line hold 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 until that ball is played you're going to see him get more and more exposed <laughs> I don't care how quick Van Dijk potentially and, and Gomez are on the on the turn they will get exposed even the fourth goal tonight uh, Rich just a ball over the top just flipped over the head of Van Dijk you know his body positions are wrong he's facing up the pitch rather than being facing towards his own goal ready to recover you know Matip gets pulled across then gets caught in between and Zielinski eventually puts the, uh, the ball into the net so yeah easy to say oh, Liverpool slack defender but I think it's a little bit bigger than that it's more of a collective thing I was thing just going to say of- it's an interesting thing because the thing that gets highlighted more often than not when you talk about Liverpool's defence is the high line and the high line can work but it needs that midfield support in front of it and like screening in front of it to be able to protect them in that instance oh yeah absolutely yeah. oh yeah absolutely because if it don't with all that green grass in behind and, and some good players around there's some good players playing tonight a lot of good players in the in the Premier uh, Division in those central midfield areas technical players you know Christian Eriksen we saw him one at the weekend if you give him time on the ball the likes of Fernandes players like this give them time to turn and they look up and they see 20-30 yards behind the Liverpool back four you know they're going to pick passes consistently in behind so that's going to be an interesting one that might, might need a conversation with Liverpool back four to say look we're going to have to tweak things here a little bit we can press as effective as we did previously mm. so we're going to have to be a bit cleverer now Yeah, we're going to have to be I think Klopp has to give that back four more responsibility that back four because at the moment for me they're very robotic they're basically told hold your line don't recover until the pass is played where when I played for the 15 years that I played I was always preached yeah keep that high line but you drop when you want you make the decision when to drop. And that decision will be based on a number of factors on the pitch. Pressure on the ball, maybe position of uh, opposition players in and around you. You've got to factor all those things in and collectively the whole defensive unit, even you particularly, you make the decision when to drop. And that was a skill set mm. as a defender. So, yeah, high line, absolutely. Squeeze the pitch, yeah, absolutely. But drop your decision, your responsibility. And that's, that's, how, that's how we defend it. For me, that's the best way to defend still is. Are you in danger then of playing uh, somebody on who might well have been cut off in an offside position or is that just the risk that you take if you're willing to be that person who makes the decision to drop back no, you just be aware you, ju- yeah. you just got to be aware you've got to get heads you've got to be on a swivel all the time looking at where the opposition for who's in an offside position who isn't you've got to be aware of the fact someone in an offside position may not be flagged offside if he doesn't receive the ball so you have to factor all these things in. this is what I'm talking about you've got to have you got to defend with a bit of intelligence for me like the best, um, the best defenders are like, you know, the most intelligent, the brightest. You know, managers can trust them. Like, I trust you to make the right decision on, on the pitch. The whole defensive unit giving each other information. Fullback screaming at centre halves, drop. You got it because they can see the picture all across the pitch. You know, at the moment, the Liverpool don't really need that type of communication. Everybody knows you hold. You simply hold that line, wait for that ball to be played and recover and it's as simple as that and you're right it has worked to a certain extent because of recovery speed in the centre has predominantly because of um, uh, the keeper's uh, uh, high line yeah. and because of the fact that the press has been so successful for them but if you're if you're in a little bit of transition in terms of what's happening in front of you I think I think you have to have a serious conversation then with that defensive line in terms of look we've got to readjust here a little bit because of the players now that we have in front of us Thiago Carvalho um, Harvey Elliott these technical players now they have in front of us great get them on the ball they're always prepared to receive the ball that's great wonderful individual ability but when they haven't got it are they just working? Can't pre- yeah, yeah just can't pre- not that they don't want it just not good at it that's not their skill set mm. so you've almost got to recognise that I think 
and you've got to make allowances you've got to readjust a little bit defensively across the defensive line Luis Diaz hammering the ground in frustration he's just seen a flying header saved by Mere in the Napoli goal the ball coming in from the right and just in around the penalty spot Diaz got his head to it right in the centre of the goal was the header and Mere t- tipping it over for a corner kick to Liverpool it's just under half an hour to go in the Diego Armando Maradona Stadium uh, that cross coming in from Trent Alexander-Arnold we'll just see how this corner plays out it's coming in from the left hand side Andy Robertson taking an outswinger it's gone to the back post headed down by Firmino in towards the penalty spot lobbed back in by James Milner offside is given and time to give you the scores elsewhere earlier in Group A of course tonight Ajax were 4-0 winners at home to Rangers they are provisionally of course top of that group in Group B tonight goals pretty hard to come by still scoreless at the Wanda Metropolitano where Atletico Madrid are up against Porto Club Brucca are 1-0 up at home to Bayer Leverkusen uh, all of these games now just past the half hour mark in Group C tonight Barcelona are 3-1 up at home to Victoria Pleasant. Robert Lewandowski has scored two of those for Barca tonight Bayern Munich are 1-0 up away to Inter that goal for them coming from Leroy Sané and down into Group D then tonight still scoreless at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium it's Spurs nil, Marseille nil. Marseille are down to 10 men Scholzenil and Bemba were shown a straight red card for siding down Hyungmin Son early in the second half there scoreless it remains though and not a good night for last year's Europa League finalists of course Rangers as we mentioned thrashed over in Amsterdam Eintracht Frankfurt suffering a similar fate at home to Sporting Sporting Club de Portugal winning by three goals to nil tonight yeah, one of those sides to lose as well last night and that are obviously didn't have a good uh, start to the Champions League life this year is Chelsea and so much so that they've done away with Thomas Tuchel we spoke about this with John Bruin earlier on in the show Uh, I want to flip it to the Brighton side of things Kenny if we may uh, while this kind of game is ongoing here as well because it leaves Brighton in a pretty uh, interesting position because they've let Potter obviously have rain over the side as, as you do with your with your manager they've been a really well run club I think everybody agrees over the course of the last few years since their promotion and beforehand into the Premier League they're now in an interesting situation whereby it looks like the ideal manager for them is going to be moving on now he still has to have talks with Chelsea and see if he actually fancies the job and he mightn't that's still a very real possibility but if they do lose Graham Potter it'd be interesting to see where Brighton do go next from here Oh it's a tough one so early in the season which I really do think it is I'm not really sure they would have expected it either I know he's kind of doing well his reputation's been growing over the past year or so I'll be fascinated to see really in terms of the detail on his contract whether they're actually obligated to uh, let him go because if not if there's not a get out clause there for the manager I'll be fighting tooth and nail really to, uh, to keep him in the set for the reasons that we're saying Yeah, because they're really in a spot I mean, I don't, I don't know who the answer is in terms of... You could say, like, a good club like them, if they're being smart up in the boardroom, they're always thinking, who's their next manager? Cause particularly, you know, as I said, his star's been on the rise. So I'd be a little bit surprised, like likes of Tony Bloom, wherever else upstairs has been thinking, look, we need a conversation amongst ourselves. Who, who's out there? Who could we get in? Worst case scenario, somebody comes and grabs our manager. We've got to let him go. So I'd be a little bit surprised that conversation hasn't been had, but that's an easy conversation to have. Off the top of my head, I'm struggling to think of too many to be honest with you I mean you know Pochettino's <coughs> the obvious one isn't it yeah. in terms of managers out of a job in terms of getting somebody in straight away you could argue maybe would uh, maybe Pochettino's ego a little bit taking a club at Brighton's uh, stature but he might look at that squad at the moment and think you know well, that's a really tidy squad some really good footballers there. that's a team I can work with they're in a really good place confidence is high I could almost maybe build my reputation again in England after, with that Brighton team maybe that's a big uh, that's a big gift don't get me wrong but yeah 
yeah, fail for Brighton a little bit, but yeah, but like I said, I think everything is going to be everything's going to f- uh, factor on that the details of that contract because if he has a get out in terms of a fee five million pound, ten million pound get out, whatever it is, Rich, well that's it. Their hands are tied, Brighton. They're going to have to let him go. Or there's something right. You know, I don't know. They always seem to be one of those clubs that have a an eye, I guess, on what the next step is going to be. But you always have, I guess, you always have a plan until you get a punch in the face, as they always used to say uh, about Mike Tyson. One of the ne- one of the um, names the interesting names that's popped up over the past few years since the Potter talk to Chelsea's right. kind of emerged has been Ange Postacoglu at Celtic now whether or not you want to leave a team that's still playing its trade in the group stages of the Champions League and has just won a Scottish League I don't know um, but it's certainly an interesting name to be yeah, bandied about in the early going no I can't say it. I can't say it. I can't say that I leave and he's just really started a job up there it's Celtic, you know, Champions League football position that they're in on a load of different levels for me. You could say financial is the easy one, isn't it? Oh, he's going to earn five times as more. But like I said, no, I can't see that one at all. Um, I, first of all, contractually, I don't I don't think it'd be a goer. I don't think they could get him out. I don't think Celtic would be willing. I'm the manager himself. I think he's in a really good place there. Probably similar to part maybe a year or two, two ago in terms of just establishing his reputation, etc. You know, so I don't see the value in him in jumping uh, either. So no, I don't see that one. That's what I'm saying. I can't. Uh, There's no obvious candidate. No, there is no obvious uh, candidates to be honest with you. It's not as if as well they're a top club in terms of say like a Chelsea where you offer that you know someone's going to take you, you offer it, they're going to snap your hand off. Even Pochettino, I'd imagine, look at that Brighton for the reasons that I'm saying. And think, hmm, I'm not too sure. I think I'm a little bit better than that. You know, no disrespect to Brighton, like, you know well, what I mean? That's credit to the job that Potter's done, essentially, because I think the frustration with Brighton fans under the last throws of Chris Hutton's reign there was that they'd become a team who, yes, they'd gotten into the Premier League and after having several decades of, of really bad luck and really poor form and, and, you know, one sob story after another, they'd established themselves as a Premier League team. But they didn't want to just survive. And there's plenty of teams who do just get up there and think, we'll just cling on. We'll see if we get to next season. And they just didn't want to be that team anymore. And Graham Potter, through his style of play, through the way he said about his teams, through the way they recruited, they decided they weren't going to be a team that just hangs, do, just does the best to hang in there and just get to 40 yeah, points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, Rich. I don't know. I think that's a little bit too harsh on teams to say they're just happy enough just to uh, survive and cling. And everybody spores to do the best and has ambitions to, you know, top half and push and all that. Some, <coughs> pe- some t- uh, clubs just do it better than others. Yeah. The recruitment <coughs> the recruitment's better. The the coaching's better the management's better I think that's been the case with uh, Brighton they've just done all of those things better and you look at that team for me for me the, uh, uh, in terms of judging his ma- uh, a manager for me it's always really basic in terms of um, is he getting the, the most out of what he's got I think that's that's the only thing you can judge a manager on you know not uh, is he top of the table or they should be top eight I should be here or there the, group, the players that he has available to him could he get any more is there more to come you look at the Leicester team at the moment could you t- is there more to come out of that Leicester squad at the moment in terms of players that they have of course, yeah. are they better than bottom of the table I think they are so I think Brendan Rodgers can actually do more to get more out of that team when I look at uh, Graham Potter and Brighton is there another 20-30% he can tap into I don't think so I think he's getting as close he's getting as much out of that rinsing as much out of that team as he can on a load of different levels so actually as a manager you might be looking at a Brighton job on the service you might think oh it's a great job but then again you might be thinking, I'm not sure, could I do any better? 
Yeah. Are they, you know, can I, they're out there not as if you're, the yeah, you're not yeah. as if you're taking them, you know, lack of confidence going in. You know, you're going to the Leicester job at the moment, whoever, if that was to happen, that job's come available. You know, a lot of managers interested in that, a lot of good players here. Oh, yeah, this is a top eight team. Mm. You know, I mean, happy days, I'll jump on board there. This Brighton team at the moment, absolutely playing at their absolute uh, maximum for me. So, yeah, so that, for that reason, I think he deserves a huge amount of credit, credit part in terms of what he's done. Just improve players individually. Look at the players who've moved on, Rich, Ben White coming there like 50 million they've never suffered from a departure like Kukurea is yeah. gone they haven't suffered a left back Neil Mopay is gone now as well they're not going to suffer yeah. there and they've managed to hang on who they needed to hang on to I'm thinking of people like Tarek Lamptey who's still there as well and can still be a great player for them so they've yeah but grow, really grow, maybe Gross Trossard those players come in yeah, initially we're looking at them thinking you shrug your shoulders and yeah, go who's tidy this tidy yeah. enough but look at those players that they established themselves they're some outstanding players they're they're turned into one of the best players in the yeah, Premier League yeah absolutely Trossard I'm a huge fan as well like um, Basuma obviously moved on in the summer for, uh, for money Cassiel was another one now in centre midfield you're looking at thinking woof they got another one there and it's not as if Rich when they come in they're, they're world, world class necessarily when they come in he's, he's developed the players now whether it's him you know his coaching staff I'm sure it's a collective thing a bit of man management getting into their heads you know making them feel good about themselves educating them in terms of the football that type of thing as well so they're doing something right there because there's too many players coming to the football club within a year they're twice the player that they were so that's a that's a good sign From a selfish point of view uh, i.e. an Irish point of view and there always has to be an Irish angle on these things of course <laughs> we saw with um, Mark Travers and Bournemouth and the Scott Parker situation whereby they conceded nine at Liverpool Parker gets the sack Mark Travers is dropped and that was the Irish concern is that despite the fact that he'd helped him get promotion he's the one who pays the price for the 9-0 similarly Evan Ferguson has made great strides under Graham Potter yeah. in the past 18 months especially at Brighton he's obviously made his senior debut in the League Cup already scored as well has been on the fringes of the first team you hate to see an Irish player especially their progress being checked by a change of manager like this as well and that's from an Irish perspective as good and as talented as oh, he is dear. talk about gla- glass half empty Rich jo- oh dear F- fill it up for me Kenny <laughs> fill it up for me well no this is part and parcel of football professional football and you're not going to have the whole one manager for your whole 18 uh, year career so you better get used to it you just got to you harden yourself up to it it's a professional environment don't look at the opposite way I flip it the other way for Evan Ferguson saying well I've had a great experience underneath uh, Graham Park here I've learned a lot but now there's going to different individuals are going to come in with a different uh, history you know different experiences maybe an experienced manager coming in maybe I can learn off him maybe I'll become a better better player he might have a different you know different advice uh, to give me more kind of life experience you know different kind of professional so you can flip it the other way very easily I think the qualities that Evan Ferguson has for me I think he's in a really good place you know with what I understand in terms of attitude character mm. the whole thing you know you can see the qualities which he has in terms of technical ability etc so I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't worry about that now Rich uh, to be honest with you <laughs> I'm a glass half empty character don't worry worry as, as they say cool uh, there I know that, what do you think I have now here uh, the football show is brought to you by Sky European action is uh, well and truly back of course as we know Liverpool 4-1 down away to Napoli at the moment and you can watch every UEFA Champions League and Europa League match this season live on BT Sports still 4-1 to Napoli with 18 minutes to go at the Diego Armando Maradona Stadium there in Naples uh, also still scoreless between Spurs and Marseille uh, Barcelona now 5-1 up at home to Victoria 
plays and Robert Lewandowski has scored a hat-trick tonight for Barca we'll get you the score of the fifth goal it is in fact Ferran Torres who has added the fifth for Barca tonight and Bayer Leverkusen have equalised away to Club Brucke this evening 1-1 is the latest score there Patrick Schick set up by Callum Hudson-Odoi that's uh, probably another fold to add to the Thomas Tuchel talk as well at Chelsea there's a lot of high profile players out on loan from Chelsea who weren't fancied by Thomas Tuchel who could well uh, factor into the plans of whoever does come into the hot seat there at Stamford Bridge we'll be back after these Football on Off The Ball With Sky Watch Premier League Women's Super League Scottish Premiership and much more live on Sky Sports Welcome back to the football show. Still Napoli 4, Liverpool 1 in Group A of the Champions League. The Napoli keeper is currently taking time out on his backside to try and take a bit of the sting out of the game. I think this one is now long beyond Liverpool. They've made a couple of changes. Obviously Darwin Nunez has come into the fray in the past few minutes. They've just made another change there. Arthur Mello coming on into midfield. Harvey Elliott uh, the one to make way. Jurgen Klopp has been uh, pulling his... uh, Resodded hair out uh, at the side of this one Kenny it has been a rough night for them uh, so far tonight 4-1 down yeah he's emptied the bench obviously second half as you've uh, as you would have expected uh, give Diaz a bit of goal uh, credit in terms of the goal got a really nice goal in the second half we haven't actually spoken about it drifting in onto his right hand side bending a lovely shot inside the far corner had a good chance after that a bullet header which was good to see actually could have got himself hurt <coughs> Richie threw himself in there in front of the defender got a really good contact on it unfortunately straight at the uh, goalkeeper so <laughs> that's good to see I spoke about like Trent Ale- Trent Alexander in terms of you know just showing a bit of energy attitude commit you know what I mean just we at least we saw a little bit of that from Diaz at the start at the start of the second half in terms of his uh, attack and play I suppose from a Liverpool suspect uh, um, point of view you'd say Thiago getting back on the pitch Arthur's come into the football uh, club you know they're getting minutes on the pitch that would probably strengthen them. I don't think it changes a huge amount, to be honest with you, in terms of what I was talking first half and in terms of the dynamic of the team. You know, in terms of uh, Thiago Arthur, for me, again, is more of a technical player, ball-playing centre, midfield, midfielder. I think they've got quite a few of them now, like, like we've spoken about. But So that'll help. But the kind of fundamentals, the issues that Liverpool have had since the start of the season, I, I don't really see... I don't quite see the, res- uh, the resolution in terms of the present squad at the moment. I think they're going to have to go outside of the squad over the next year to try and find a solution in terms of right. one or two um, uh, uh, signings, and particularly in that central midfield area. But uh, well, Jude Bellingham suit them. He's been a name, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the, the one. While. Yeah, that's the one. I mean, if if you'd have t- if you'd have said to me in, in the in the window you can you can get Darwin Nunes or Jude Bellingham into the club I wouldn't have had to think about it and G- Bellingham was the one he was always the one just because of the qualities which he has um, Richie in terms of that kind of you know high energy but a bit of physicality and a yeah. technical he's a bit of everything Bellingham to be fair he's a, he's a six he's an eight he can do he can do pretty much anything and he's only going to get better so the word in the street seems to be it's he's the one they want next summer but I think the worry from a Liverpool perspective would be if they have a little bit of an inconsistent year and end up scrapping around for Champions League football towards the end of the season rather than competing at the top end, you know, will Jude uh, Bellingham's attitude have changed towards the football club between now and then in terms of whether Liverpool are the right fit for him 
going forward. You can become a, a less attractive prospect so quickly in this game. Yeah, it is. It's amazing. That's what I'm saying. I think, because I give Liverpool a huge amount of credit what they did second half of last season, uh, Rich, because these kind of issues that we're talking about, they were already there bubbling to the surface second half of last season. Henderson was struggling a little bit, getting brought off. His manager was having to uh, protect them, you know. So, th- so it was kind of there. You could see it kind of second half of the season. But Liverpool done unbelievably well. Just It was more mentality for me in terms of ma- maintaining that title challenge for as long as they did with those one, two small issues that I'm talking about. It was almost, it was almost like a collective will that they pushed Manchester City as, as much as they did for as long as they did right up to the last game of the season, which I still thought they could have won last day. That was absolutely phenomenal for me. But it's no surprise, you no know, start to the season, you know, it started to unfold again, these issues. So not to get that central midfielder in, I think was a blow. I can't believe Klopp didn't, you know, didn't go bang. Yeah, he didn't. And fair play to him. He hasn't come out and said, Boards let me down. I wanted a top class centre midfielder. I haven't got him. Tumane, he probably won the outstanding centre midfielder. They were, they were close Madrid. is the word there. And he essentially opted for Madrid. And that's, you know, well, that's, that's up to him. Yeah. But that's fair enough. We, you never, you never, you never quite, but I can't believe there wasn't a big push to get that type of centre midfielder. Carmavinga's another one for me at Real Madrid. He went the previous year uh, uh, to Madrid. He only went for about uh, 30 million. That one went for a little bit under the radar. Little bit of talk. He was another one. Liverpool were interested in didn't uh, didn't manage to get it done. Not a huge amount of these type of central midfielders right. around there. You know, you know, a re, you know, reincarnated uh, Jordan Henderson of four or five years ago. Not easy, not easy to pick off the tree that type of player is. So that's going to be the challenge. I say it's going to be the challenge. I presume that's the type of midfielder Klopp's looking to bring in because I presume he doesn't want to change maybe the style of play in terms of maybe I'm wrong maybe nor, do you, nor do you really want to add to what you already have there like as you mentioned there's enough of those nice ball playing midfielders around that you really want somebody who can who can do it all and mix it up in the middle of the park yeah I think so and I think that that's the type of football that's a brand of football I, I think he still wants to play Klopp I don't get a sense of well look I want to change the d- dynamic in there I want, I want to take on Manche- Manchester City now that central midfield area and now play them out football them I'm going to get highly skilled technical players you know low centre gravity dynamic good ball players can see a pass you know, you know that's what, you know, I, I don't a get a sense who, of that yeah, and it's a City team who are gettable in midfield it goes on the we did the, the, the City Newcastle game together a couple of weeks ago and we saw the way that Newcastle flooded the Man City midfield and it's like it's doable you know? it is doable yeah I don't think it's just a Manchester City midfield because you could argue well Bernardo Silva's that type of player mm. you know small like, you know low centre gravity technical player but boy God does he walk sure he absolutely rats around the pitch going to go to a certain extent I think City's troubles are in terms of like collectively how, how they commit players up the pitch you know the full backs at the moment they're playing in orthodox central midfield positions they're really open down the sides on kind of transition um, at Manchester City and Liverpool at their peak a couple of years ago playing against that Manchester Manchester City team absolutely licking their lips you know uh, suffocating them grabbing the ball after them and having those spaces down the side to get Diaz Salah in space on the wings full backs high and wide mm. you know that Liverpool at their peak a couple of years ago with that team that I'm talking about absolutely loved that challenge and I think that's what worried Guardiola you know th- those qualities in the Liverpool team I think always troubled them got them on edge you know made them nervous I don't think this Liverpool team at the moment and Guardiola looks at it, even with Thiago back in midfield and Arthur in that central midfield area I don't think that scares him Rich 
than that those previous Liverpool teams. Sure. Uh, elsewhere tonight, it's all about Richardson at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. The Brazilian has scored both of Tottenham's goals at home to Marseille into the final five minutes there, and Spurs are two 0 up at home to the league on side. Chancel and Bembo was sent off from Marseille early in the second half for siding down Hyun Son. Richardson has scored two quick fire goals to put uh, Tottenham in control there. Elsewhere in the group of death, Barcelona five one up at home to Victoria Plisson, while Bayern Munich are two 0 up away to Inter tonight. The first of those goals we mentioned coming from Leroy Sané uh, the second one has been an own goal a Sané shot deflected into his own goal by Danilo D'Ambrosio so 2-0 to Bayern away to Inter Ajax as we know 4-0 winners at home to Rangers earlier on Sporting beating Eintracht Frankfurt by 3 goals to nil in Germany tonight as well it's currently Club Brucke 1 Bayer Leverkusen nil. that earlier equaliser we thought had come for Patrick Schick via Callum Hudson Adoy has been chalked off by VAR uh, looking ahead to tomorrow night as well Kenny because uh, the Europa League and the uh, Conference League get underway uh, Manchester United playing host to Real Sociedad in the Europa League and the good news for Manchester United is they are back to add to the misery for Liverpool fans tonight Manchester United clearly <laughs> are back well they are back in uh, rich in terms of they're, they're competitive sure. they're actually competing now in games they're looking, they look, look like a team yeah you know, Overnight, they're, team, they're yeah. working for each other they're fighting for each other has it been perfect in terms of the football that they're playing no I don't, I don't think so is there more to come yet potentially but at least they're together now they're pulling the, uh, in the same uh, direction there's a little bit of confidence flowing through the team individual players now you know their, their shoulders are back Marcus Rashford's a weekend it's absolutely phenomenal just didn't recognise him from the player that we've been looking at the past couple of years shows what, put in. Yeah, shows what a, a difference confidence makes and belief and in yourself and all that kind of yeah, stuff yeah I don't know where it's come from To be, I probably will never know we're not close enough to a rich but yeah. it's come from somewhere because he has been in a great place been in a bit of a dark place I don't know what, what's going on with him because I'm a huge fan of him in terms of how he's, his, his career has evolved because this was a centre forward when he first brought I can still remember that game Europa League game when he forced two games goals against Arsenal yeah. in the league playing as a central striker and he looked like a central striker he'd been schooled as a central striker very quickly got pushed out onto the left wing played left of a three and kind of reinvented himself there actually had to learn the position I'm talking about Alexander Arnold getting better having to improve and learn the position Being as a defender Being a young player as well at that level Yeah, Marcus job. Rashford done unbelievably well in terms of learning that position and probably like one of the best around for a period of time but then he just like fell off a clip lost confidence whatever it was whatever the reasons and he's been in the wilderness for a while looks as if his Manchester United career was over talk with a move to uh, PSG which I think you don't have to be a Manchester United fan particularly to look at that kid and say oh what a shame what a talent you know what I mean there was, there was literally two skills of thought around that potential move a lot of people went oh god isn't it such a shame to see him falling off to a degree that he's just essentially another body that PSG would have had there just somebody to fill out the ranks yeah. if there's an injury and secondly there was others who would have said uh, as we watch Alisson make another save for Liverpool uh, there were others who would have said oh, listen let him go he hasn't been doing anthem for us for the last two years why hang on to him and now we're seeing the justification for keeping him because there clearly yeah. is still a player there oh absolutely I thought he was absolutely and as I said central striker as well yeah. and that's the problem that they have you know Ronaldo to talk about Ronaldo he doesn't run in behind doesn't stretch teams doesn't trouble yeah absolutely correct so wh- where's the answer is it Anthony Martial well this lad's done it this lad's proven it you know in, his, in the early part of his Manchester United career and he did it again 
at the weekend. You know, looked lively, busy, he was alert, running the channels, the goal, the pass from Fernandes in behind, just that burst of acceleration timing of the run absolutely opened the Arsenal up. And what it does, I say to open Arsenal up, it opens up that space in front as well for the likes of Fernandes to get on the ball because he's stretching, he's pulling centre-halves now forward up the pitch because they're worried about his pacing behind. That opens space up for Fernandes in the little pocket and Ericsson to a certain extent who can scheme in those areas of the pitch. So, that was really hard to say. I really enjoyed his performance, but he was not the only one. I think in the other individuals around the pitch are finding a little bit of forms, you know, bit, bit of belief around the place, good energy in the stadium. Mm. So they're in a good place at the moment, no doubt. I'm not saying look, they're not going to go up, they're not going to challenge for the league this year, or they're maybe the top or the top two positions, but not beyond the bounds of possibility if they keep improving uh, as they are. Maybe another addition in the, in the January transfer window. You know, realistically, you know, Champions League football, I don't think it's beyond the bounds of possibility that they can't challenge, yeah. you know, Arsenal and, and Tottenham. Uh, loads of text in, uh, as you might imagine, tonight. Uh, Stephen says on YouTube, as a Liverpool fan, I can't see this getting any better. We've literally been bad in every game. Do you know what? It's a point echoed by Jamie Carragher as well. He's on uh, CBS duty tonight too. And he says Liverpool can't essentially continue uh, with this high line because uh, while playing offside while the intensity of the team especially midfield is non-existent pretty much echoing what you're saying there Kenny you have to adapt it's been evident all season says uh, Jamie Carragher there on Twitter uh, Seamus as well bless you lovely text in thanks for keeping me going and work this evening lads Kenny would be a good show for Brighton manager says Seamus do you want to throw your hat in that ring as well seeing as you were <laughs> yeah. put, putting out a couple get me plea for balls I'll go foreign I'll go continental anywhere I'll go anywhere what are your management intentions <laughs> Sit, no, I want to oh, know this seriously oh, Liverpool, gonna, Liverpool, Liverpool gonna do have a chance here it's played out wide to Trent Alexander-Arnold he's going to clip him back in oh, over the pass. six yard box and what it is headed what over what a pass that is because your name came up in dispatches oh boring Rich this is boring no, it's not we've got the biggest story of the week here it's Liverpool 4 nil away to Napoli it's a set piece and you you want to talk people you want to get personal for the with Brighton me job. Yeah, you do. Might, people want to know the real Kenny Cunningham you're my agent I mean I'll t- I'd gladly don't take 10% don't me around I'll don't, take 10% there's no class there's no class don't keep telling me around that's not classy at all so Kenny has not ruled himself out of the Brighton gig either tonight that's interesting uh, how long did it take Kenny to develop an intuitive relationship with a centre-back partner asks Lurgan Tom that's a good question how long would it usually take you well, to work I, I did it, but I had to I had to get better now I always played I was always a defender I mean schoolboy football I actually played as a centre-half yeah but I couldn't play when I went to England I couldn't play as a centre half I was too small frail I just couldn't physically I couldn't cope so I was pushed into right back and I played right back for probably four or six seven years in my career Good, yeah. so to a certain extent although I was a natural defender that's where I was most comfortable I still had to learn the full back position I'd never played there mm. Rich and there's like a, a world of differences to an extent between playing as a central uh, centre half and a, and a right back just in terms of the positional side to the game uh, in particular and even like 1v1 find yourself in 1v1 situations a lot more so you need to understand how to how much so I need to drop off body position where I need to show players and, and the positional side as well distance between yourself and your right sided uh, centre half get round on the cover lots of stuff like so I had to educate myself but I knew that but yeah, I think that was just a natural thing you know whatever you're short in when you go into the game as a young player obviously I'm not on the same level as Alexander I totally understand that and I think that's a factor because he is so good and he's so revered for the player that he is and he is top class player I love watching that young for play when he's in possession 
when he steps into the opposition half oh yeah happy days yeah. you know you can't take your eyes off from the quality that he has but I'm cringing I'm cringing when he when he's heading back towards the, the edge of his own penalty box and that's the, the things I'm asking him to improve it's amazing Rich and the easy things the, the things yeah. he does I could never do no matter, no matter how much I practice as a fullback I could never get myself to that level but the things I'm talking about that he can improve they're, e- they're certainly easier maybe not going to say they're easily done but they can be done with just a little bit of concentration and just commit yourself to it video analysis and just almost like an inner determination that I'm going to do better I'm going to be stronger at the back post physically mm-hmm. I'm, going to, I'm not going to get let Mitrovic get that free header I'm going to make myself a noose I'm going to knee him in the ribs I'm going to stand on his foot I'm not, going to, I'm not going to let him score whatever it takes you know I'm going to when I'm cut out position 10 yards up the pitch I'm going to sprint as hard as I can rather than amble back into my position they're actually the easy things to do that's the frustrating thing about it and Liverpool need him now Rich this one I'm talking for the reasons that we're saying they need him now they need a competent right uh, right, uh, back in that defensive line now because of the exposure that back four is going to get this season they can't be carrying anybody across that defensive line I don't care how good Virgil van Dijk is in 1v1 situations that that ain't enough yeah we'll bring you through the full times on tonight's Champions League action there is almost two minutes of the four added on in Naples Napoli 4 Liverpool won the latest score there Tottenham 2-0 up tonight at home to 10 man Marseille more after these it's all over in Naples uh, Napoli 4 Liverpool won the final score they're a pretty dire first half in particular for Liverpool tonight they stemmed the bleeding in the second half but this result uh, was all but put to bed by half time elsewhere in that group of course Ajax beating Rangers by 4 goals to nil earlier on tonight and it's Ajax next for Liverpool in that group Tottenham 2-0 winners at home to 10-man Marseille tonight uh, Richarlison has gotten both of those goals for them Atletico Madrid leading Porto uh, by a goal to nil the goal coming pretty late on there at the Wanda Metropolitan for Diego Simeone's side it is Mario Hermoso who scored two minutes into added time uh, Taremi was sent off for Porto as well prior to that and Barcelona beating Victoria Plisson by five goals to one in the group of death Bayern Munich two-nil winners uh, away to Inter we've been trying to get to the bottom of uh, Luciano Spalletti's broken collarbone because you've been commenting on him all night Kenny saying that I he looks a bit I've never seen somebody with a broken collarbone hobbling around on crutches like it's counterintuitive normal, normal crutches I've had a broken collarbone the last thing you want to do is put sling. pressure on it Yeah, get, in, get into sleep Sling, surely, yeah. or the strapping, shoulder strapping. He said, I had an accident on Sunday morning when I was coming to Castel Volturno, which is Napoli's training. At the local boozer. He was coming out of the local boozer and he had an accident, he fell over. He was coming to speak to Salvatore Sirigu and Diego Demi said, I suffered a broken collarbone. He doesn't say how. <laughs> he says, I told our doctors it was lunchtime, I was in pain. We went to the Pineta Grande <laughs> clinic in Campania to do the tests. <laughs> on the x rays, we found a fracture in my collarbone. Uh, the head of traumatology and humanitas uh, said they were uh, being very kind to him and they looked after him very well in the hospital D- doesn't say how he did it though. a crutch and who a crutch? gives you a crutch though set of crutches when you break your collarbone never heard of it it's a, it's a strange one that strange, it? strange one that isn't it um, but yeah Tottenham getting off to a good start yeah. uh, as well tonight as you mentioned Richarlison scoring uh, both of their goals tonight uh, but that is just about uh, our lot tonight for off the ball Kenny thank you it's been an education as always if nothing else uh, uh, likewise I was, I was going to hold back oh. Took Felt a bit enough. obligated. Took you long enough to say that as well. <laughs> 
tomorrow morning on OTB AM live as always from half past the seven Ben Jacobs and Gareth Roberts on a manic 24 hours in the world of football the latter will have plenty to say about tonight's result Jess McFadden will talk F1 another big, big weekend coming up there Jamie Wall also on to chat the underdogs which is coming up on TG Car and here on News Talk tomorrow night from 7pm we'll have a feature length interview with Ireland's best playmaker Denise O'Sullivan after her goal scoring exploits in Senyets last night Ireland's 7's captain Billy Dardis will preview this weekend's World Cup and as ever on a Thursday and he'll also be pretty interesting on this uh, the one and only John Giles for now that's all from us though thank you to everybody who helped put together tonight's show outside of the glass and to Kenny as well for keeping us uh, all awake tonight between the hours of 7 and 10 Tom Dunn is up next till next time take care